Hey friends, welcome to today's edition of Save the Drama for Your Shama. I do apologize. I'm such a mess. So this episode was supposed to be put po- like posted yesterday, um, but I just did not have the energy to actually record over the weekend. Um, the shoot that I was on gave me an extra day's worth of work. And then on top of that, I had errands to run with my family over the weekend and I went to the beach and there's just so much activity going on so like by the time it rolled around to Sunday night I hadn't finished Halston um I was just so exhausted (laughs) I was even going to um uh bypass Halston and push that to Thursday and make that the Thursday episode and then um talk about Eurovision but I didn't even want to do that um, so luckily, um, there's some breaking news about the live action Powerpuff Girl series that was supposed to be on the CW, and I decided that that was going to be today's episode and leave Halston for Thursday. Um, so with that being said, um, it will be a normal schedule moving forward. So please do not worry. It will still be Mondays and Thursdays. I'm just lazy and (laughs) didn't want to record or post anything until Tuesday evening. Um, so what is going on with this Powerpuff Girls television show? Well, apparently, um, the CW ordered, um, a pilot to be filmed of the Powerpuff Girls, and they ordered this series to um, be run on its network. And um, basically, it stars Chloe Bennett, who is from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Dove Cameron, Yana Peralt, and Donald Faison. And um, as of right now, they are still attached to the project. Um, but what ended up happening was that the news was announced that they were going to film the pilot and then they went ahead and filmed the pilot and it ended up being crap. So they scrapped it and they said that they were going to rework the script and then reshoot it. So right now, the, um, what they had shot so far, um, has been scrapped and then, um, the cast and the creative team are still on, but they just have to go in a different direction as opposed to um, what they have been working on so far. So, and of course, like, you can already see that there was trouble. Um, at one point, there was some um, BTS shots of the original pilot um, being shot and the three main actresses were in their Powerpuff costume, and it looked like something they bought out of the Halloween store as full-grown adults, so they were dressed up. (laughs) It just looked like they were dressed up in Halloween costumes, not like them being the Powerpuff girls, if that makes any sense, and that was always just like um, a little weird, and they just basically got roasted online. And then, um... Basically, the when they talked about the concept of the live action series, 
like they're just like it's going to be a grittier edgier version of um the Powerpuff Girls from the animated series that originally ran in 1998 and then also had a reboot in 2016. So, okay, let me just start by saying that I actually liked the Powerpuff Girls. Like, even though that was a show that aired when I was in my late teens, um, I... I enjoyed watching it because I was interested in animation and I thought that maybe possibly, um, and this is talking about young Shama now, um, there was a point in time where I either wanted to work in animation or video game design. So I was really into video games and I was really into watching various, um, animations and, and, uh, animation from all over the world and, you know, like really good cartoons and maybe creating a series of my own. And so the Powerpuff Girls was definitely in alignment with, um, the type of style that I wanted to create. And, um, and the original series was created by Craig McCracken and he did such a good job. There, there was a, an original short called the Whoop-Ass Girls, which is what the Powerpuff Girls are based on. And then, um, once that cartoon was, um, I forget what happened, but they showed the original cartoon on Cartoon Network when they had like this, uh, I can't think of the name. I probably should have included it in my notes, but basically there was, um, this offering of cartoons from like up and coming animators and like they had to create like these animated shorts and it, this was a show that just basically had a mix of various animated shorts from different um, creators, basically. And if anybody liked any of them, like, they would eventually be ordered to become series on the Cartoon Network. Um, so that's how the Powerpuff Girls came to be, was because Craig McCracken made this original short of the Powerpuff Girls um, fighting Fuzzy Lumpkins um, because he was turning people into chicken chicken breasts, I think, or chicken legs. Um, he had like a gun that could turn things into chicken, like fried chicken. And um, like, that's how that came to be. So um, let me just preface by saying that when I first heard the news about the live action series, I was just like, oh my God, not another reboot. Because the 2016 reboot, um, I didn't watch too many episodes of it, but a lot of people were saying that it wasn't great. Um, and even the person that wasn't Craig McCracken that was in charge of rebooting it actually um, made an animated version of himself as a kid to like date Blossom, which was really, really strange. So yeah, that's just terrible. Um, so I, I didn't really watch the reboot of that. Um, even though I did the little Powerpuff me thing that they have, and that will be my avatar advertising this podcast on Instagram. So if you're interested in following me on Instagram, it's at Shama Kassin, um, and I'll put that all in the description. But basically, um, I wasn't interested in reboots. I, I have an issue with reboots anyway, but we're not going to get into that today. That'll be another episode for another day. And one of the first things that like bothered me 
um, was the actress Yana Peralt, who they chose to play Buttercup. And for a few reasons, right? Um, so first of all, they had to include a black girl, you know, for diversity. And then on top of that, like they choose the lightest skinned black girl that they can find because colorism is still prevalent in Hollywood. And um, not only that, they have her play Buttercup, who's like the tomboy and tough and aggressive. And everybody knows that Buttercup is aggressive. And it's like, you pick the black girl to be the aggressive one? Okay, great. <laughs> That's freaking terrible. Um. So that just bothered me. And for anybody that's listening that, like, is not familiar with me or who I am, I am a light-skinned biracial black woman myself, um, so I can speak critically on things like that because I'm just like, uh, we're, we're a dime a dozen, right? Like, if I wanted to, like, really, really go back into principal acting and, like, actually, you know, pursue a career in television and film like there's chances are that I would be booked over a woman who has darker skin as the role as the black woman and I I I don't think it's fair um so I just so it's frustrating for me to see that once again Hollywood disappoints and they just can't cast anybody darker than a paper bag okay that's my whole feeling about that so um Why am I on the topic of the Powerpuff Girls anyway? Well, besides the fact that the article came out about the, um, the original pilot being scrapped and they have to do reshoots, there was a script leak on Twitter and there's a guy that, um, leaked it called Falfalator. That's his username. Um, and... (laughs) Originally, when he tweeted in, and he tweeted, like, pages from the script and, and why it was crap and talked about the concept, and I'm going to use his concept. It's called um, Powerpuff Girls, But They Fuck. That, that was what he said the concept was, and then I ended up reading the script myself, and I was like, oh, yeah, he's absolutely right. Like, that's terrible, um, but to make matters worse... So, like, when you're reading the excerpts of the script, the first thing you think, you're just like, oh my god, like, this has to be a joke, this can't be the real script, right? Until Fawfalator got hit with um, a copyright strike from Twitter. So, (laughs) when that happens, that means that he shared copyrighted material that wasn't his own, and they're basically putting up a cease and desist. So... Basically, that kind of confirmed that the script was real. And like I said, it was pretty awful. Um, So I'm going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to break down some of the crucial details in the script. Of course, I can't read it word for word because I don't want to get hit with copyright myself. But I will go over some of the basic details with you. So I will be right back. Hey friends, I'm back, and as I stated earlier, I cannot read this script word for word. Um, I don't want to get hit with a copyright suit myself, but I did want to go over some of the crucial points in the script and give you my thoughts about it. Um, So, 
First things first, they have a narrator in this episode as well, but you can already tell that the narrator is super dry. Like, it doesn't have the same type of pizzazz that the original show does, and they definitely don't even introduce the city of Townsville first, so it's kind of like the backstory of um, the girls Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup, and Professor Utonium, but like it doesn't start off how a typical PPG episode would start with the narrator saying, the city of Townsville, and it's under attack! Um, that's usually, like, typically how the episode starts, and the narrator is played by Tom Kenny, and personally, my thought is, is that if he's not going to be a part of the live-action series, then there's no point in having a live-action series. Like, first of all, it already sounded terrible, but then, in addition to that, you're not having Tom Kenny on as a narrator, and he pretty much made that show. Like, in addition to the story of what the girls brought, the narrator was also the best part. Um, so that's like my first initial thought with the script. Also, they gave Professor Utonium a first name and his name is Drake. And I just, <laughs> Drake, I mean, I just felt like we could have given him something different. Um, it just, Okay, moving on. And then for some reason, he's dating Miss Bellum, as you know, in the show. She's the woman with the red hair who's also, like, super tan, super buxom. You never see her face. Um, she has, like, this deep, like, raspy, sexy voice, but she's, like, the smartest person in the show next to Blossom. Um, and she is usually the secretary of the mayor, but for some reason in this series, she's not the secretary of the mayor. And then they're also not keeping the original mayor, who's <laughs> kind of an idiot. Um, you know what I mean? Just like a typical politician, I guess. Um, that, and she has to clean up his mess as always. So... I, I don't even know, but apparently she's dating Drake and he treats her like crap and it makes no sort of sense. Um, they also do a flashback when Professor Utonium made the girls um, because, you know, that's how they open the show. It's like sugar, spice and everything nice. And then he accidentally added Chemical X, which is how the Powerpuff Girls became um, these superheroes and they always frame it as an accident and there's definitely an episode where like they talk about the birth of the girls and Mojo Jojo claimed that he was the one that created the Powerpuff Girls and then you find out that he was a complete menace the entire time and pushed Professor Utonium <laughs> into the Chemical X that ended up making the girls but it was never intentional. But for some reason in this show, they're framing it as if Professor Utonium intentionally added Chemical X to the formula to make the perfect little girl. In addition to that, they made Mojo Jojo a human instead of a monkey like he was in the cartoon. Um, they also, for some reason, added some weird conspiracy as to why only monsters were attacking Townsville. And I get why they would say that because it's like they, 
like the Powerpuff Girls aren't really venturing out to other cities and states um, to be able to um, prevent monsters from attacking those places as well. But that's also kind of what makes the show funny is the fact <laughs> that these monsters constantly attack Townsville. And in addition to that, like suddenly Townsville has like a beach or a lake or like they has all this weird geography depending on like what the episode is. Um, so that's what makes it kind of funny. They also are implying that Mojo Jojo came up with Chemical X instead of it already existing in the show like it just happened to be an extra chemical that professor utonium was messing around with he didn't actually like invent it as far as my memory is concerned um they also moved the script forward to where the girls are teenagers they're basically getting sick and tired of professor utonium shit and um, they are getting sick and tired of trying to save Townsville. And because of an incident um, where they kill off Mojo Jojo, they are banned from using their superpowers, um, basically like the Sokovian Accords in Marvel or whatever. I don't, I don't know why these comics and um, superhero-based things are always trying to ban people from using their superpowers. Um, like, come up with a better idea. Like, can they just retire? Can they just be tired of what they're doing? I, I don't even know. Um, in addition to the fact that when they're teenagers, like, um, they have a scene where they, like, wake up really late and, um, apparently Bubbles was out, like, partying with friends at a zoo and giving zoo animals liquor and I'm just kind of like, ooh, like, why would you include that in the story <laughs> um, when you could just say that she was trying to talk to the zoo animals because Bubbles knows other languages and one of the languages she knows how to speak is squirrel. Um, like I said, I've watched this show thoroughly. It's so cute. Like, if you're able to catch it, please do because it is adorable. And I'm talking about the original 1998 series, not the 2016 reboot it has to be the original um so another part of this script that I want to say like I said I can't say it word for word I don't want to get hit with copyright but um Diablo Cody co-wrote this script and the dialogue is like really freaking bad and like it just seems weird because like she's an Oscar winner like she won for Juno and it's like, and I know she co-wrote it, so like she probably didn't come up with all the dialogue by herself. There was somebody else um, involved too, but like, a lot of it was dated. Like a lot of the jokes for like from like 2016, <laughs> like 2015, 2016, and like the show is supposed to air in like I don't know, like either late 2021 or the beginning of 2022. Like, I don't know. You would just think that they would be a little bit more up to date on like what's funny, but they didn't, they didn't do that. Um, but I will say this, um, and it's to be a little bit shady, but it does need to be said. Like, she also wrote Candy Girl, which was a book about her experiences as a stripper 
And apparently a lot of what went on in her book was kind of, um, uh, I don't, I don't want to use the word exaggerated, but it wasn't entirely truthful too, as from what I've been hearing. Um, I actually didn't read it myself. I like, because people were kind of offended by what she wrote, especially girls that work as exotic dancers were saying that. So like, I was just like, oh, okay, definitely not the book that I should be reading, but that's just what I heard. So I'm also kind of not surprised that the dialogue wasn't that great <laughs> or the concept of the story wasn't that great, but that's just me. Um, moving on. So like now we're in the present day, the girls are adults and they are returning to Townsville. They moved elsewhere out in the world because, you know, of the incident of killing Mojo Jojo and getting banned. So they live in different parts of the world or different parts of the United States. And they come back to Townsville to collect their trust for their 25th birthday. Um, and of course, like there's issues with that. The girls really don't care to return home. Blossom apparently has like major panic attacks about coming home to Townsville. Like everything associated with it like puts her in a panic. Um, and she's like has a PhD in like biotech or whatever because um, she's very smart and was always very studious. And um, yeah, so that that was basically the concept of her coming home of all of them coming home was for this trust. And of course their dad, Professor Drake Utonium, is still a piece of crap and like, <laughs> you know, still doesn't treat them like his daughters and just more like superheroes for hire, basically. Um, and then, but he does say like, you know, there's an evil plot afoot and like, that does seem to be true. There was like a villain that they met, but they didn't know it was a villain at the time. Um, something involving caterpillars, I don't really know. I don't, like, I read the concept of it and I still was just kind of like, all right, this is, this is asinine, but whatever. Um, so, and of course, you know, like, this script covers a lot of the characters' storylines. Um, there's definitely key characters missing. Like, you don't hear about Miss Keen, but maybe, like, which is their former school teacher, but maybe you'll hear about her later. Um, you know, like, they don't talk about any of the other villains besides, like, Mojo Jojo and Fuzzy Lumpkins. They never mention him. Um, they don't talk about, um, uh, the gang green gang. They do mention the rowdy rough boys. Um, but it seemed like they were trying to hook up with the rowdy rough boys. I, I don't know. It was just so weird. <laughs> and then, um, in addition to that, like a lot of the stuff that was mentioned in the script has already been covered in the original show. It's like, I kind of wonder if, like, they're like, okay, well, this was mentioned in the original show, so we'll try to make a continuance of that now, or enough people will forget, so we'll just add that and make that, like, the new concept in the series now. It's like, no, it's in the original show. All you have to do 
is watch the original show and a lot of this um a lot of the topics are covered like the fact that nobody wants the powerpuff girls to use their powers or the fact that the girls had to have a curfew because they they were destroying things or like um you know the fact of the matter is is that the girls were created by mojo jojo like i stated earlier and it turns out like he was a monkey um, that was a menace and, and causing troubles and like the reason why Mojo Jojo is a villain and a scientist himself is because he's also exposed to chemical X and it's just it's just a lot like you know like the episode of, the so of South Park where they're like the Simpsons did it the Powerpuff Girls did it like like a lot of this material has already been covered um, they also really try to beat home the point that <laughs> that these girls like truly resent professor utonium like they can't stand him and it just seems like every single page they just talk about how much like their childhoods were ruined because of him and i'm just like wow okay um <laughs> like it can't just be him i'm sorry like there are other adults in the show that enabled a lot of this, including the mayor, including Miss Bellum, including Miss Keene, like, including the citizens of Townsville. Like, there's a lot going on. So, um, also, and last but not least, like, um, they ended this pilot episode with a cliffhanger. I'm not going to say what the cliffhanger is. But one thing that is missing is, once again, the narrator, Tom Kenny, saying, and once again, the day is saved thanks to the Powerpuff Girls. Like, that's completely missing um, from the script. And I was just like, oh, like, absolutely not. Like, it, it just, it just wasn't a good script. Um, it was not a good concept. I hope they're able to rework it, but... <laughs> They're doing this minus Craig McCracken, and I really feel like he probably needs to step in. It's like, okay, they they want to make your girls into adults now. What kind of ideas do you have? And, and go from there. Because right now, what they're offering is not, is, is not good. It's not okay. The dialogue's just awful. Um, there's just way too much going on. But anyway... That's the show. I will be back on Thursday. I promise, I promise, I promise. Um, with Halston, I did manage to watch the first episode, so I'll catch on to the other four because it's a very short series. And I will see you next time. <laughs>